<laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> You're listening to Do I Make You Uncomfortable with Morgan and... Oh, Sarah. That's me. Sarah. I'm Sarah. She <laughs> uh, did it different today. <laughs> your, I did because I was laughing. <clears throat> yeah, it was a little... Uh, I'll, let me just tell you, I on my way home last night, I think I, well, I texted you, but I was like, uh, Apple Music had all of that Super Bowl, like halftime stuff on, and I was like, I cannot wait for the Super Bowl. <laughs> halftime, <laughs> halftime. <laughs> well, both, right? Like, well, yeah, both, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're recording a little early today, so we have no idea who won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, we um. we're gonna record a few episodes I think as we sit on Saturday I don't have any kids in my house so I have one who's being an asshole Uh uh-oh why oh because he needs to take a nap eat uh clean his room oh and I cannot get him to clean his room what was that screenshot thing oh there it is got it are you screenshotting I did Oh, that was a bad screenshot. <laughs> I wanted to... Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Uh, Mr. Generous is sitting over here playing video games. Have you ever seen um, one of those uh, pictures where like one person's doing something, but the other person's doing something else in the room and they're like doing their own thing and but like close to each other. Mm-hmm. So like <clears throat> sometimes he'll play video games and I'll sit and read but we'll be in the same room. So he's playing video games while I podcast today. So. So if we hear in the background. <laughs> he said, I won't yell. <laughs> he's not a yeller. Honestly, he's not a yeller. So oh. we don't have to worry about it. It's okay. He hasn't felt very good this week though. So he's been he's battling like a head cold or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I go, did you take a COVID test? And he goes, it's not COVID. I said, oh, okay. And he goes like this. It's not COVID. And I was like, why did oh. he lick his finger? <laughs> I said, oh, is that the, is that the way we did the test now? He was like, yeah, it's not coming. I was like, that's like, that's like when we use like people talk about how they used to taste urine to see if somebody was in diabetic ketoacidosis yeah. because their urine would be sweet. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, we might hear the dog. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, so our neighbors across the street are moving. That's why oh. I'm recording downstairs. Oh, because the dog is working. Oh my god, that is so loud. Hey, hey you guys. Hey, I'm trying to record. Kevin. Kevin. Oh. What is it? What are they even barking at? I don't know. It's not Gibby. Gibby, go lay down. Kevin! Sorry, I didn't mean to yell in your ear. I'm not really sure. It's fine. Oh, that was loud. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so. um, this I need to bring you your other set of headphones. Remind me to bring the other set of headphones to you so you can just have your... Oh, you don't have a plug-in. That's right. Do you have a a headphone plug-in on your computer? Like a regular, okay. Well, then I'll bring you your other stuff. Oh, other cool. Set okay. Oh my God. Kevin. Okay. Kevin! Quit. 
Quit. Oh, it's the most patient, kind human being in the world. Quit. Oh my god. Hang on. Pretty annoying. Come on. What are you barking at? Go on. There's not even anything out there. Go away. Had to close the curtains. There's not even anything out there. She's just barking to bark. That was fucking loud. I had to blow my nose. I'm sorry. <clears throat> my asthma, my allergies are kicking my ass. <sighs> Do you hear it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, so it, did you get school call on this week? So did we. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is that um, we got school called and it was like five o'clock in the morning and our phones rang and I was like, uh, what the fuck? My phone started ringing. Then Brad or Chris's started ringing and I was like, oh, that's school calling, I bet. And so we got like 3.7 some inches um, very quickly yeah. of snow. And then when I got to work, it was nothing. They had nothing. In Topeka, yeah. yeah. And it was funny because people were like super late to work or whatever. And um. <laughs> Uh, Katie was like oh man they let kids out for anything now huh and I was like actually they we had more than they anticipated and so the roads didn't get cleared but when they did clear them it was cold enough that it was like super icy so there was a lot of wrecks around here so I'm glad. Uh, so we we didn't have that it was like the wettest of wet oh so slushy they thought it, it was just slushy, yeah but there was a lot of ice here I think it's really hilarious that like I don't live that far from you and I don't live that far from work. Mm-hmm. And the difference in the weather between the three of us is craziness. Okay. So um, we are recording. I think I said this earlier, but we're going to record a few different ones today. So um, we are going to be talking about uh, mom mentality and bison intervention today. Did you understand what I just said? Nope. <laughs> I kind of slurred together. Uh, mob We're talking about mob mentality and bystander, bystander intervention today. Yes. <laughs> um, so Sarah suggested that we um, alternate who's doing the research for things. And so we both did some research for this one. So Sarah's going to talk about mob mentality and I'm going to talk about bystander intervention. Yeah. And the importance of those programs. So would you like to start? Because I think it kind of mine kind of lends to yours so yeah 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 um so I I did a little bit of research on it and um kind of like the definition of mob mentality it, I don't really think I have too much of a um trigger warnings either um yeah but, oh, yeah um, I don't talk specifically about any yeah violence so mob mentality um also called like herd or hive mentality um it's been called a whole bunch of different names group think um things like that 
um, is the inclination that some humans have to be a part of a large group, often neglecting their own individual feelings in the process and adopting the behaviors and the actions of the people around them. So basically mob mentality has been, the term has been used when people just follow blindly. And I can name a whole bunch of groups that just follow blindly. <laughs> you can tell me which ones. I'm curious. Probably rhyme with rump supporters. <laughs> anyway, um, my humps, my humps. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the kind of rump I was thinking, no, but I know. that's okay. Um, it just rhymed with rump. It's a it. rump hump. Yeah. Um, so there, uh, the, the concept of mob mentality was kind of looked at by a couple of social psychologists, um, Gabriel Tarde and Gustave Laban in the 1800s. And, um, there's, there's a difference though, like group thinking and mob mentality is kind of, the opposite of collaboration is what they were saying so when you have collaboration obviously you have a group of people who are coming together to talk about an problem solution whatever right when you collaborate on something but mob mentality is kind of the opposite of that where you have just this group that's moving forward with one idea and there's no individual um input really in that group um and so there's no room for three free thought free thought or anything like that in mob mentality is kind of what they found um when we're in large groups and stuff like that and we get into this mob mentality um, process you lose your self-awareness and your individualization and being in a group, you could do something that you wouldn't necessarily do on a regular basis. Um, and you feel like you're kind of invisible or invincible because you have this group around you, right? And this, we're going to move forward and do things. And so I, I do think of a lot of times when it comes to, you know, in the, in the very recent past, um, the the Trump movement and how just absolutely everything that was said, um, <laughs> my camera just froze for a second and the look on your face is fucking priceless. <laughs> it was like this. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I do think a little bit about the like Trump supporters and like the hardcore, tr like hardcore Trump supporters, there's Trump supporters. And then there's like Trump supporters. You know what I mean? There's people that, that voted for him. There's people that voted for him. And then there's Trump supporters. Um, and that blind movement of just like, whatever they say, that's what we're going to do sort of thing. And so, um, but also looting. So like all of the riots and stuff like that, that happened during like Black Lives Matter and during big rioting situations um, is all mob mentality, right? Um, but um, there's, so WebMD um, classified a couple of different other types of mob mentality. So there's everyday mob mentality, which is conforming to the group that is rarely um, conscious or dramatic. It's your everyday life. So 
um, consider how often you go to specific places, watch specific shows, eat certain foods because your friends do that. Mm. So like your everyday- it's not always a negative connotation. No, no, it's not always necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, like I even think about like when I was reading this, I was thinking about, you know, I love Oklahoma, like OU is my team, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's been my team. That's kind of, yeah. Forever, right? Yeah. Well, the reason why I like that team is because the guy I had a crush on in middle school loved Oklahoma. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to like Oklahoma too, right? Well, now I like love Oklahoma. It has nothing to do with him <laughs> anymore, obviously. Um, but you know that that's that's kind of what they were talking about with that everyday mob mentality. And you know, your you and your friends meet up at the same donut shop every single morning. You mm. know, um, <laughs> and so it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, where it can become a bad thing is more in the crowd behavior. Um, and so that's, that's the other one that, that, uh, WebMD was talking about. So public groups and mobs that, um, are, um, gathering to grieve, to protest, to cheer on sports teams. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, and a crowd can uh, quickly adopt a mob mentality, a group mentality, right? One of the dangers of the mentality is the influence that they can have, right? So according to the research, a small population within the mob um, makes informed decisions that everybody else conforms to, mm-hmm. right? I felt, I, sometimes though, I think maybe it's, it's not quite an informed decision and it can be one person. Like, I'm thinking of, you know, if you're sitting in a room full of people and there's somebody up there speaking and you're opposed to it and then, but you're being silent, like, cause you know, it's appropriate to be silent but then somebody's like you suck like yells out then that kind of gives it an okay for other people to do it absolutely it absolutely strength to be able to do to do that as well so it's like one person can create this confidence that then grows within a group right and so that's that's kind of what this was what this was kind of moving towards it's you know just said like as the crowd's perceptions and actions change and conform the event can become violent um that whole, I mean, like, even if we want to look back, even in history, like some of the other mob mentality is like Hitler. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so um, organized leadership can, and like moving people forward um, can, you know, like Martin Luther King, right? Like, the protests that they did, the, the peaceful protests and stuff like that, that's still technically like a mob mentality, right? but it's not a negative or it didn't become violent um, because of the shape, like the way the group was shaped and what it was, what they were trying to achieve, you know? And so um, if, if your crowd, if your belief can be moved more towards that um, positive aspect of the mob and like, what what are we doing here like why why are we here right um i think that mob mentality can be helpful in some situations and it can be good yeah but it can also more often than not it's it's very bleak you know yeah it's like you find power in going against what is pc 
Right. That's what I think of it as, you know, but it doesn't always have to be that negative mentality. But most of the time we talk about mob mentality when we're talking about like a negative connotation, whereas group think gives it a little softer voice. And so that can be referred to as like the sports team or, right, right, you know, right. a book club even you know right well exactly well and like that every that's that everyday mob mentality where you know you're in this group and we're all aiming towards uh, you know one thing right or we're all studying you know nursing nursing school sure yeah I mean how often did we do things because we were in nursing school Mm -hmm. you know we met at the same house we met at the same restaurant we met at the same coffee shop to sit down and all study together you know that's technically still a mob mentality but it's not and it's working towards a a specific goal but it's not basically negative well it was really negative but cults are have a mob mentality cult oh yeah cults absolutely that's that's the um catalyst yeah oh yeah Yeah, the catalyst is is you know getting people to and you know, you sit back and you you look at you look at um, cults, and you're like, how in the hell do people actually believe that? You know that that this person is what they say they are. That this person can do what they say they can do, and and then you look at it and you're like, but but if you think about it, so say you have a cult leader who is like, I'm Jesus, I'm I'm back, I'm back, hey. Peace out. Look at me. I'm back. back. <laughs> yes, who's back? Back again. That's as much as I'm going to sing. Okay, don't I'm worry. Jesus. Back yeah. again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, you you have those people that say these things, and they're like, "We need to do this, and we need to do that," and we need, and once they start getting two or three or four people kind of on board, then other people are like, "Well." But those people believe them. So maybe I'm wrong in thinking that I don't believe them. You know what I mean? And so that's how that's that how that cult gets going and gets mm-hmm. gets all of those people in. You know, standing from the outside looking in, going, well, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> I would never believe that. That person obviously is ridiculous, you know, um, is so easy, but in the moment, you know, um, you know, my, my two best friends from middle school, um, continually tell me that I'm in a cult at church because they think churches are cults. And there are times I stand there in church and I'm like, is this cult behavior? (laughs) Should I take the the advice of Karen and Georgia and call my dad? Like (laughs) you're in a cult, call your dad. Um, I mean, do we really want to do that? No, I don't want to call my dad. <laughs> no, no. He's probably pissed off about something. I'm not calling him. Something that is your fault, right? Yes. And he would absolutely tell me to stay in the cold. <laughs> my dad would not give me the right advice. He'd be like, uh, okay, thanks, dad. Give you money? Like, just stay. Maybe they'll give you some money or something. <laughs> Are you having time? So... And, and and that's another thing too, you know, if you do look at churches um, and you do look at religion and stuff like that, I mean, 
we could get some real deep in here if you want to about mob mentality and Mm -hmm. how things work and things don't work now i think that now this may be my own perception so tell me if you think that this is my own perception but i feel like the generation above us the boomer generation is more they more tend more apt for the mob mentality than the generation below us yeah 100 percent. i think so Uh, yes if you're comparing generations yeah absolutely and i think here's here's why i think this is but you could also go you could also go opposite you could also go opposite whereas the mob mentality is we're not going to conform we're going to have our own like but that's what the generation before us wanted to do was not conform you know what I mean? Like they didn't want to conform to a whole lot of shit. They they like they believed in their government somewhat, but there wasn't a whole lot of confirmation. Like, you know, the generation before them absolutely conforming yeah. to everything that you needed. Cookie cutter everything, right? So like my grandma, cookie cutter. She wants me to never ever ever go out without Chris. She thinks oh, that it's boy. asinine that I do things without my husband. And oh. I, to me, to me, that's, that's a foreign concept. He has his own identity. I have my own identity. Though we are one in marriage, yeah. right? And we're together as in a relationship. Like, I'm not going to leave my identity. And she was like, well, I guess I was just married to my best friend. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I am to with marry. my I am with my male best friend, and sometimes we need some time apart. Uh, right. I need some I time apart from you. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> fuck yes. Could you imagine if we were together all the time? No, we'd be no. so. I did. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. I did hear recently propose to Morgan though. Oh yes, yes she did. I really fucked That's up true. on my insurance, you guys. Like really fucked up. Um, I didn't realize because I'm not good at insurance and I was going to be a big girl and I was going to do my insurance all by myself. Um, and Chris always does all the insurance stuff. Right. So I was going to be a big girl and I was going to do it by myself because I'm a strong, independent woman. I'll do what I want. Well, what I didn't want was the, what did I get? High deductible. No. Yeah. The HSA high deductible plan without the HSA, by the way. Um, I did the high deductible plan. So I went to go get a prescription and it was going to be $1,300. And they were like, yeah, it just goes towards your deductible. And I was like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) And they were like, well, the only way you can change it. And this is like January 17th. Okay. So like we were only 17 days into the year, 17 days into my insurance. And I was like, what? What do you mean? So I called them and they were like, nope, you you can't change it um, unless you have a life event. And I was like, hey Morgan <laughs> she this said, is legal do you want to get married, do you want to marry I, me? And like she was not expecting <laughs> it was the most left field out of the blue comment I said, and I just I kind of looked at her like I was like I just what? have a question I just have a question for you no you were in the car with Brooklyn remember yeah but I weren't we on FaceTime or maybe I just no. kind of looked like what is you looked at Brooklyn because I could hear the stunned silence in the car and I just said, I just have a question for you real fast before we go. And you were like, oh, okay, what's up? And I was like, will you marry me? I was so confused. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did look at Brooklyn and go, what did she, did she just? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah for sure for sure but Um, but I do like I I think that the generation below us our kids um I think that watching this generation come up even not maybe not even our kids maybe the 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 gap in between us and our kids this generation coming up they are better thinkers I think than a generation before us now generation before us okay not not better like not better at making decisions because we have fucking teenagers okay we can't look at it that way but like you know I have been very pleased with what's coming up in our future with seeing some of the political out speaking that people have had the younger people have had and even like during the Roe versus Wade and during the abortion stuff here in Kansas we had a lot of teenagers out protesting with us Mm -hmm. and speaking up about it and it wasn't like I I mean I feel like that maybe happened in pockets and stuff like that when I was growing up but I and people were like, you know, why do they, like, they can't even vote. Like, why, why the fuck are they even out here? They can't vote. Yeah. yeah. But we're voting. On behalf of Affects them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they know that. And, and I think that, like, that does make me happy, like, to see that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that they're, they're better at thinking things out like that, you know, and, and being involved in that kind of stuff than especially the generation before us well that kind of leads to this bystander you know effect uh-huh. or, or intervention you know when we talk about uh mom mentality you have kind of the opposite of that is bystander intervention where somebody's going to step in when something maybe violent begins to happen but there's this effect called the bystander effect where um everybody thinks somebody else is going to say something so they don't say something or right. everybody else thinks somebody else is going to do something and they don't do it um and the higher number the crowd the higher likelihood that somebody is to not say something so then when you have that one person who's able to like speak up then you can have other people come forward and not a negative way right that they're maybe standing up for something or so the higher the number of people in the group the less likely it is for somebody to um step in and say something um or perform bystander intervention um, this is very specific to um, like sexual assault uh, prevention programs or domestic violence prevention, program, really violence prevention, violence, um, yeah, violence prevention more. Uh, but when you talk about um, the effects of a um, assault uh, prevention program uh, for sexual assault program, um, I found this on Google Scholar. Uh, I can't read my handwriting. It's a bright pink piece of paper. I know, don't you love it? Yeah. I can't read my handwriting. Kadri. Kadri. Kadri and Marks in 2020. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong when you listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> um, so this prevention program, they did a, a meta-analysis, was it? Yeah, they did a meta-analysis of the effects of a bystander intervention program or learning opportunity 
Um, and there were 19 different studies that they looked at. Um, and it said that programs had a significant effect um, in favor of um, intervention behavior when there was a program or a training that people had. So um, when people learn about bystander intervention, it kind of brings it to the, the forefront of their brain um, to think about how to respond or what you're supposed to say in situations because um, there is, you have the ability to create mob mentality that's positive. So um, one of the things I did learn though, Elsevier in volume 45 in December, 2019, the uh, magazine, um, there's a completely different effect on an online presence because of the anonymity. Oh yeah, I get it. I mean, I think mob mentality takes over even more online too because mm-hmm. you 100%. you are anonymous. Mm-hmm. So this is saying that the number of bystanders or the number of people in that online community or online presence does not affect a person's um, a person's action to intervene. Um, and then <clears throat> when you're talking about intervening, a lot of programs. Um, and I found this one on the Wilfrid uh, Laurier University website. Um, that's a college, uh, college in Canada. Um, but I saw it on a lot of different other Canada. <laughs> school websites. So there's a huge focus at like colleges. Because if you think about... Um, See something, say something. Mm-hmm. But if you think about mom mentality, a lot of times it's around that you know, drinking and sex culture that can be pretty dangerous in terms of like consent. So bystander intervention helps people understand that it's okay to intervene. Um, But they have um, an intervention strategy called the five D's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a double D. No, I'm not actually way, way bigger than a double D. (laughs) Um, So they are direct delegate, delay, distract, and uh, document. Man, my handwriting, my brain must have been going fast because my handwriting is terrible. Yep. So um, direct is you directly intervene in the situation and then you speak about uh, the harm. You be firm and you be clear. Um, uh, the second one is delegate. So you go, you have somebody else go get help from another person. So you delegate getting more people and creating a mob mentality to create a safer environment. Delay is after the incident is over, check in with the person who was harmed. So um, that's a really good thing to do. I actually uh, got an email recently about an incident that occurred and I got the question, um, you know, what are the things that we need to do to support the person that's happened to the victim in the situation? And I said, well, you know, don't give them, you know, a bunch of things all at once because they're not going to hear it. They're not going to understand it. You might just, you know, um, set up some time to check in to make sure that there's no crisis happening over the next 48 hours. And within, you know, 48 to 72 hours, you set up a time for follow-up that you can give them information and resources, but you want to make sure that they can receive those things. Like they're prepared to receive those things. So um, delay after somebody is a victim is really, really important um, because that gives them time to process. So um, distract is to take a direct approach to de-escalate a situation. So ultimately that's not really, de-escalating a situation isn't really, I don't think that's distracting necessarily. You're directly intervening 
Like, right. So, um, so I have a really great um, story about something like this. We, I went to Pride with our favorite little leprechaun mm-hmm. uh, one year, and our favorite little leprechaun um, has, for the most part, he's very chipper, and he kind of has a little bit more of an effeminate voice uh-huh. um, most of the time when he talks. As we were walking out of Pride, we see this situation happening, and there's this, like, semi-trailer like just the box part of the trailer, you know, mm-hmm. was there. And there was a, a guy with a, a woman cornered up against the trailer. And he's like finger in her face yelling at her. And then her friends are standing on the sides. Did you see this happening? Yeah. Yeah. The little Do leprechaun it. and I. Yeah. Oh, man. And so we start walking and I <laughs> said, this is the straightest I've ever heard you be. <laughs> He dropped his voice like five octaves and he goes, hey, buddy, like that. And the guy turned around and looked at him. Now, our little leprechaun, we call him our little leprechaun because he is tiny. tiny. He is tiny. tiny. Okay, you guys. He is very short. Um, he does not have like a big presence to him. No. Um, and the guy turned around twice our size at the least. Uh, and he was like, back off. And the guy just turns around, looks at him, and is like, fuck off, dude. Stay like stay in your own business. And I leaned over to one of the friends and I was like, what's going on? And she was like, Oh, this is her ex-boyfriend. He keeps stalking her. Like we we thought like coming here, he wouldn't know we were here, like that kind of stuff, you know, all that jazz. And I was like, dude, you need to go before we fucking call the cops. And he was like, fucking call the cops. I don't fucking care. And he was like, fuck restraining orders. And so, like, obviously he had a restraining order. Uh, and and we're leaving and it's like pride is over so it's nighttime it's dark out they're in a less lit situation and so I just leaned over to one of the friends and I was like there's some cops over there like as we were walking out go get them and bring them over and have them come over here and she was like I will I will die he will kill me if I do that and I was like oh well then I'll fucking do it I don't care and so Reese is or oh our leprechaun friend <laughs> is standing there arguing with this guy to keep him distracted. And I walk over, I get the cops, we get the cops, the cops start walking this guy away, all that kind of stuff. And um, our Uber showed up at that point. And our Uber was a very, very large man who like got out of the car and stood up. <laughs> to make sure that everything was okay because he saw what was going on oh and he got out of the car and like started walking towards us to make sure everything was okay didn't even know it was us that he was there for to pick up yeah yeah, yeah. and so I was like oh look look at us being good bystanders like you know what I mean like yeah I'm so proud of us <laughs> yeah and in that situation I guess yeah you are distracting them but there was no de-escalation in that point right like we attempted to de-escalate like no we didn't nope we were really drunk there was no de-escalation nope <laughs> no we were all very very fucking drunk that's why you don't have the here. capacity to de-escalate at that no point. and especially There's no me. logical thing like, especially me like i'm not good at de-escalating myself <laughs> let alone fucking anybody else on this planet. that is the fucking truth <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to be de-escalated on a regular basis. You're not usually the de-escalation. No, no, no. Like I've said a million times, I match energies and I fucking go. Yeah. She <laughs> well, overmatches. Bring- she overcompensates. Or I'll just bring my own. I'll bring my own energy. It's fine. I don't need your energy. And you do energy. not want my that own. energy. You don't want my energy. Okay, so there's one more D. The big D that I like. (laughs) Did you just almost spit your drink out? Yeah. Listen, I'm drinking moonshine and Dr. Pepper, y'all. It's a day. (laughs) Um, it's document. So if you do see something. A good thing is to document like you're documenting in your situation, drunk Daisy. But um, yeah, drunk Daisy did no fucking documentation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but if you're not, if you're sober, you should document like the things that you see because you have also experienced a trauma, so the likelihood that you're going to remember the right thing is pretty low. So yeah, document as much as you can. Well, and they talk about like even you know witnessing um, crimes and stuff like that you have five people to witness the exact same crime you're going to get five different versions of that crime based off of of the brain of the people that like what they remember because of the trauma that they just witnessed yeah yeah so um that is bystander intervention and the bystander effect and mob mentality that was actually one that um was requested yeah yeah it was a suggestion that we had so um we covered that so just be aware i guess of yourself in situations and if you're that entire show they had that entire show about bystander intervention Uh yeah oh yeah 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 what was it called Um, i don't remember i mean i still i I think they still have it in fact i've seen on netflix uh, right oh this before netflix that guy i don't know what you're talking about it's the guy um he's got darker skin like more of like a either like american indian or hispanic or something like that and he's the host of the show and they put people oh what would you do well that's what i thought was the name of it what yeah what would you do yeah 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 and i I think it's still going because i saw i think he's hispanic i think he's hispanic too um but i think i saw a clip on the good old tiktok probably yeah uh, <laughs> morgan texted me last night she's like i'm gonna watch some t- or i'm gonna what did you say i'm gonna do some tt before you told me I go to, to bed. bed yeah and you're like I, I, i'm gonna I do said, some tt t- 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 a little bit first i'm gonna tt a little bit first and i was like tt tinkle tinkle <laughs> toilet nope tiktok Tangerine. she's like <laughs> her, and, and then when i said tiktok she said oh oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah listen to this bitch too okay so she's like i'm gonna go to bed here in just a minute i'm like all right and she's like i'm gonna tt first right so we did uh, that whole conversation Uh-oh, what time did i send you the last one? Oh no 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 i sent you something at fucking like 10 30 last night this was at 8 30 she texts me she's like i'm already in bed i'm gonna tt and then i'm going to sleep 10 30 i get on tiktok because i'm going to bed at this point and i send her something her little green dot that's because spencer climbed in bed with me and then we tiktok together yeah yeah well generally what happens in our bed is that i'll pull oh my i t- don't want to know what happens in your bed you keep that shit. shut the fuck up you talk about your fucking bed all the time 
have a really comfortable bed. <laughs> I don't mind my bed. Um. <laughs> Not what I was talking about. <laughs> but that response is <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Not what I meant. I meant like my mattress is good. <laughs> anyway. <He> said, <laughs> Anyway, uh, what really happens in our bed is that <laughs> I will lay down and start watching TikTok because apparently Christopher's like algorithm is weird. Fun. It's not fun. I don't know. I asked him the other well, day. What's I was he like, clicking oh. on? What's he interacting with? He's fine with it. He just doesn't think that I would be okay with it. Oh. Because I said the other day, I was like, why do we always watch my TikTok? Why don't we watch your TikTok? Because like mine is like NFL, 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 and then uh, drag queens, and then makeup tutorials, oh. and then scrapbooking. <laughs> that's that's my whole life. Right there. That's my entire life right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and now that baseball season's getting ready to start, it's going to be MLB, MLB, MLB. <laughs> yeah, I just signed up for um, my venue days out at, at uh, Kaufman. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that's that one. That's um, if you have any questions or you want to send us any suggestions, you can do that. Um, our Gmail is do I make you uncomfortable at gmail.com. That's one of the only social medias I remember. So I'm going to let Sarah do the rest of them. <laughs> I don't know how she, like, we're like three years into this. I'm not. I, I haven't committed it to memory because you just always do it for me. Um, but if you would, I know, I, know uh, I do it for you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us and rate and review us. It'll help us uh, move up the charts and more people can listen. Yeah. So uh, you can find us at Instagram is Do I Make You Uncomfortable 2015. Uh, Twitter is at Do Uncomfortable. And Facebook is Do I Make You Uncomfortable? Where'd you go? I'm, right here, I'm writing them down. Maybe, oh my God. Maybe stop I it. Them. Stop it. <laughs> what is what is the first? What is uh, what's Twitter? At Do Uncomfortable. That's my favorite one. And then uh, what's what's instagram do i make you uncomfortable 2015 what's 2015 morgan that's the year we met no yep yep that's the year we met 2015 yeah, yeah. okay well um yeah she's so, now committed those to memory so the next uh recording she's gonna say them <laughs> no i won't i'm gonna make you do it oh, fuck of course <laughs> um okay so uh we will actually talk to you soon because we're gonna move right into our next one <laughs> yep we are okay thanks okay, bye, bye.